Hey, welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide here, just getting ready to start off the holidays. We're coming up quick on Thanksgiving. It'll be in a couple days. Got a pre-Thanksgiving Black Friday confession to make. So I went on to the internets, the interwebs, this week, and I went to the History Channel, and I dug deep into the Ancient Alien store. I gotta say, man, I'll be sporting ancient alien gear real soon. So, um, you know, that thing's happening. Get and go forward. What's cool is more Godzilla stuff every morning. Get up early in the morning. Let out Fuzz. Fuzz is doing well. Thanks for the people who sent out notes to him. Took him to the vet today. And uh, he, he went and got a, 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 an in-depth little checkup. Make sure everything was good. And he's recovering fast, man. Everything's all, other than the few little patches of hair when they shaved him to uh, clean him up. But uh, no, he's doing really good. He's recovering well and, and, and glad that all worked out for him. Little guy, little legs. Uh, he, he dodged a big bullet there with uh, traffic. So um, we'll be doing that. Posted a bunch of videos. I, I went kind of hog wild with the videos that we've been making. I still have some to do. I got that SIG BDX video to do. I have the um, uh, uh, the 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 Valkyrie stuff should be all done. I did the last one, the twenty one twelve shot. Posted that video, the long form video, so you can see Brian's shots with his hits on target. See what that looks like. You can see my shots, although I don't have the target. The camera wasn't up when I shot, but we shot the Valkyrie at twenty one twelve, thirty six point three mils, two. That distance, 6.5 mils of wind. We really, sorry, excuse me, just finished lunch. Uh, we, we really push the capabilities of it. And like, you know, in the video we say it's not practical. The only reason we really shot it that far is just to look at stability, look at, you know, what it showed up at and, and just to push the envelope. We could, we had the range, we had the ability, we tried it. And it worked. I, I really do think it worked. Super psyched with that mile high bolt action rifle. That thing, I mean, I really took to it. Brian mentioned several times that it, it really suited me well and I shot that rifle. Um, and, and I think it's it's a bit of the recoil stuff. Now, going in that Valkyrie direction, you know, everybody's got their, their pet calibers and the different things that they're looking at. I, I do think the trend is going to go that way. And first out of the gate is probably going to be that to, to get super popular and for the people to, to rally around is probably going to be that 22 Creed more. Uh, depending what comes out, how it comes out, what it looks like, I, I can see the 22 Creed more becoming, um, you know, important. One of the things Matt from Legacy Sports had asked me, and, and again, apologies for for that audio. I'm, I'm, it's an internet connection thing. Uh, going back, looking at it, trying to damage control it was definitely an internet connection with a, with a delay and a gap. Um, but Matt had asked me, where did I see trends for next year going? And on that competition side that he was talking about, I, I do see the trends going to smaller calibers with more, you know, more speed. Guys that are going to go into, you know, or maybe it's going to be something like a 22-250. They may look at the results of the Valkyrie and everybody, you know, missing the point of a Valkyrie to fit in a small frame AR-15 versus a larger frame like you need with the 22-250. Um, 
I can see guys in a bolt gun going in that direction and then just fixing sort of the twist rate and making a more long range 22 caliber as well. I think that that 250 stuff with the 25 caliber is, is going to get popular. I can see that. So basically what I'm saying is the trend that I'm going to see is a step down in caliber. You know, we stepped from 308 to 264. From 264, it, you know, we, we jumped to, to 6 millimeter, 243. Now we're looking at 224. And I think you're going to see the bounce go from that 264 to 223. And, and that's where my trends are, are looking for right now. Uh, you know, I don't really know what other direction people are going to go. I mean, dismiss the ELR stuff we did with it. It was fun. It was easy. You know what I mean? As far as the setup and getting it done and I have the road to the range. I don't mean the shooting part was easy, um, but I, I, think it, I think it was an enjoyable caliber. You know what I mean? And so check out the videos. I put several up on uh, YouTube. I, I went to full 30. I threw a couple videos on full 30. I have about two or three more videos to do for everybody um, and finish up, and then I should be pretty caught up with those, and then I have to jump on a few more reviews and stuff. Um, one of the things I want to talk about, and I guess I can a little bit, I mean, I don't you know, know how much I'm supposed to say, but man, I want to default back to bipods again for a second, because I just got the new Thunderbeast, like the Gen 3 version of the Thunderbeast. God damn, that bipod is nice. It's small, it's solid, they made some changes and some upgrades to it. It's prototype mode, so don't go asking for it, looking for you know for it now. Don't call them up and, and all that. We're, we're still in prototype mode. But it's been out in public, it's been in pictures. I've shot it, we've moved it around the block a little bit with guys I know and people they know are moving it around the block. So I know it's semi-public, so I'm filling you on the inside of, the, of this making of the sausage. And... Um, God damn, it's a good bipod. It's really nice. It's got some, I don't want to call them unique features. I don't want to kind of go down the hype route and all that. But the design is different enough in my book to matter. Now, the first versions, because, you know, the Zacks and Rays and those guys from Thunderbeast, they tend, coming from the AI world and things like that, and they tend to like the the little bit of movement and flex in a bipod a la Atlas, the old Parker Hales. So, you know, their first gen had some of that movement. And I know as it moved around the block, the majority of people were shooting down that movement. They wanted them tightened. And they did in this version. And man, it's it's just a really nice small low pro low profile wider stance bipod it's not i mean it's feature rich but more of simplistic if if that makes sense um again i i don't i i, I i'm gonna try not to to make any kind of hype out of it but i'm impressed with it and 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 i like it now here's the the the, the, the down it's going to be pricey it's going to be more than an atlas. It's going to be up there in cost. So it's not necessarily for everybody. But at the same time, I do think, and I've mentioned this before, I've mentioned it quite a bit, that it's almost time to get away from the $85 bipod. 
Okay, we're using much better equipment, you know, calibers that that can um, exploit the accuracy. I guess it'd be a good way of saying it in, you know, longer barrels guys are doing and, you know, all that stuff. So the bipod matters. You can downplay it all you want. You could say the Harris is good enough. The bipod really matters. If you're going out and doing something, you know, I mean, even in the PRS game, you look at the the, the Skypod. Guys really crow about the, the, the flexibility of that type of bipod in the PRS game. PRS is going F-class. I mean, really, when you look at it, so that wider stance and that ability, the heavy, heavy rifles... So some of these smaller bipods are going to get uh, enveloped by these bigger, heavier rifles. So now we got to go in another direction, and that's where your sky pods come in. That's going to be where the Atlas Cal comes in with that different stance and that, you know, not too heavy for the pan kind of thing. They're getting rid of that panning feature in a lot of ways, or not the pan, but the, the um, yeah, the pan, not the tilt, I guess, in the can. So they're getting rid of the pan because it just, they don't lock up with the weight, the recoil and all the work. So, you know what I mean? So the can't is there, the pan is gone. Then what we're seeing is widening out the center structure so that the bipod is not coming to a tip, but it's a, it's a two to three inch wide platform at the top. That goes under and then the legs come out at a much wider stance than, say, your original Atlas or your Harris. Honestly, I, I, I think the Harris is your, your bargain basement at this point. They've done really very little to help it. The stamp metal, when you see them, they're, they're not square, I guess is a good way of doing it. They're not concentric. In, in in they're off one way or another you know again we recommend bringing the spring up but man i'm i'm really digging the direction some of these bipods are going and i just got a shout out to uh thunder beast on on what they did uh with that um you know so that, that that's what i'm gonna say about the bipod stuff because i i really do think it matters i really do think there's a benefit and you know talking about the uh the, the like the elite iron and uh you know there was posts on sniper's hide a lot of, a lot of stuff and, and we use them in alaska now these are not an elite iron is is at the wrong end of the spectrum for competition it's it's heavy it's it's bigger it, it, it could get in the way of some stage props and things like that. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, you could pull it off. It's not an easy, quick release. It, it's it's screwed and tightened in. It, there's nothing simplistic about it. There's nothing quick to attach about the Elite Iron. So there's limitations. You know what I mean? Think about your, your application. And so, um, but at the same time, guys who did listen to what we were saying and went in that direction... The feedback we saw was all positive. So if you're a prone shooter, if you're a guy who wants to extend their range, ELR-ish, and things like that, that's the direction you go with that. 
now when you come down and you go into comps and you go into speed and different things, well, then, you, you know, you, you go to the Harris, the Atlas, and then you start moving forward with the Sky Pods and then this new stuff coming out. And, and the Sky does solve a, a, a lot of issues, you know, as far as it, that wider base, that ability to get lower, move around and extend out and bridge gaps and do different things that it's doing. The only thing is kind of getting used to the controls because the controls are so different and they require you to really be up on top of it. And no longer are we looking at something where it's just pop a leg out from behind it, stretch forward, bang the leg out, two snot, two notches, drop it down and you're done. Now it's a lot more finesse. It's a lot more understanding that it's an integral part of the accuracy system. And so um, there's that aspect of it. So, yeah, the bipods are getting, uh, in one aspect, a little bit more complicated or in another, a little bit more feature-rich, depending on how you want to look at it. And um, I think it's it's refreshing to see the positive thought being put into the bipod, you know. Um, and so that's just something I wanted to touch on. Uh, you know, even with the Valkyrie and shooting that stuff in the video, my, my JP has the Atlas Cal. I find it a very good, stable bipod. The movement's gone out of it. All the negatives people didn't like, they, they removed. And and so, you know, that's that's the company getting that feedback and listening and responding. It's also the military putting out a spec that says, hey, uh, you know, this is what we don't like. This is what we do like. If you want to be part of our game, you know, do what we like and not what we don't. And and that's how things move. And so that's definitely a positive. And, and, and I really, really, you know, looking forward to doing more and more with it with the, uh, the Thunder Beast because, uh, man, when I opened the box, I really wasn't expecting this big of a change. I, I was kind of just thinking, well, how much more are they going to play with it? And it, it, it was... Small from a stand back and look at it, you know, from three feet away, it doesn't look any real, any different, really. But then when you get in tight and you start manipulating it, they clearly changed a lot in all for the better in my mind. And, you know, like I said, originally I did like the slop that they had in it, but now they've removed all the slop and I like it just as well, man. I, you know, maybe even better because it, it feels solid and, and perception such a big part of what we do. You know, what's the perception of something and, and um, you know, and that's, that's an element of what moves a, a, a specific product to the forefront. And uh, I think they nailed it. One other, uh, wanted to go back to videos too and talk some stuff. I just put out and, and I'm going to get into this topic now. Um, I just put out, the final Terrapin X video. So I did my final review. I did the initial uh, or posted the initial first look at the Terrapin X when I got it because I had gotten it, you know, I have unit number two and I got it so soon I wanted to put out as much as I could about it and, and, and kind of fill you in. Well, now I got six solid months with the Terrapin. I took it everywhere. But there was not a single trip. It was not with me. I ranged in all the conditions that I could. And so I, I did a final, 
hey, this is the end video. This is what I found with it. And I, I really think it, it's, a, it's a step in the right direction. You know, and, and the Terrapin did a good job for Vectronics. Now, let's, let's address some of the negative side. Like people are complaining, um, I'll never look at Vectronics because they, they left us high and dry and, and they, you know, conflated the military versus civilian. Yes, you can have it. No, you can't. No, we won't fix it and all that. Well, part of the not supporting the older Terrapin is the fact that the company changed. So it's Safran, you know, S-A-F-R-A-N or something. Yeah, I think it's S-A-F-R-A-N is the company now. So it's moved hands. It kind of went from Switzerland to France, I believe it's at now. There's a German element. And then now the Terrapin X has some sort of Leica DNA to it, you know, they'll be supported and used by Leica. Well, then the app comes out, you know, about two months into using it and everything, the app comes out. As well, we had uh, Philip from Vectronics from Germany came to Colville and shot the Sniper's Hide match in Colville and had a Vectronics stage, 1300 plus range through the trees and a lot of them couldn't range, but Terrapin could. You, you know, you probably heard the story. You can go back and listen. But, you know, I had said that I had two instances of that where, where you know, ranging with the Kestrel because it connects to the Kestrel or it connects to the app. Well, rather than go with the button pushes and using the button because the, the single button is a function as well as an action button. So you, you use multiple presses to operate the function. Then once you get to the, the, the location you're looking for within the menu, the, the button becomes an action button to turn things on and off. Uh, the app, the Kestrel, the Bluetooth, things like that. And I, I really do think it's a smart thing to go to, for, you know, Bluetooth and connect to devices without being married to a piece of software. Now, they are working with software stuff. There's, there's definitely some talk coming on, and they have done firmware upgrades. And in the final review, I had said, you know, I couldn't repeat the one. The, it, twice, it happened to me twice, but it was the same error. I had an error in Colville, and I had an error in Alaska where, like, it didn't complete the handshake, and it put a negative 65-degree angle in the inclination in the Kestrel. So... I couldn't quite recreate it and then I couldn't, you know, get it. it happened to me two times only. But when I sat back after some of the travels and I tried to do it, you know, on purpose, I couldn't do it. So then, you know, I did the review, I put the video up and then the guys from Germany called me and they're real happy and everything was good. And I said, yeah, you know, I, I mentioned the one thing in the negative and I couldn't repeat it. And they said, well, we fixed it in the firmware update. And I was like, oh, dang, I wish I knew I would have mentioned it in the video. I, if I had known that they patched it, I would have mentioned this is their, their attention to service. They patched it in the firmware, and it's been a seamless thing. Now, the app is, is going to be where a lot of changes take place, as well as I know they're going to be looking at um, the, uh, the, the, the different... Uh, I guess uh, protocols. That's what I was I was hunting for. Sorry about that. that I know there's gonna they they've talked about protocols because some Bluetooth protocols are different than others. And in order to get connections with other uh, devices, Garmin's and things uh, like that, 
it would um it, it requires like you know certain protocol and i know that they're looking at something like that to get more connectivity but come next year there's definitely going to be a big update and in some stuff and i know they're fully committed they were happy with the sales and what everything that happened this early you know this first 6 months in the us and and i really do think it's a good good laser uh it it hasn't let me down it's ranged everything i've you uh, you know i i've tried with it I went to animals. I can't help you guys, like the Alaska guys. I'll ask them, cold weather, cold weather. It's like, dude, I got it in May. It's October. There is no cold weather for me to try it in. I'm sorry, you know, but I have done it in rain and mist and stuff. And one of the things I noticed is like with the SIG, and I really like the SIG. The SIG's an excellent one, but in the misting rain we had, it was getting 48 yards and the Terrapin was hitting the target. You know, so that's one. The other is living animals and stuff like that. So before I did the final video, I, I kind of moved my my filming locations around a little bit on the range. Rather than shooting and being in the same spot every time, I wanted to kind of laser some stuff and look at some things. And I was I was I was all over the range on a Wednesday before the video, trying to you know find a, a little different change of, of pace, and so. The cows, it was funny because when I shot with Brian and everything and we shot the Valkyrie stuff, which was the absolute perfect day, the cows were all behind us in our field, but by the gate. So then I said, well, hey, this was perfect weather. Everything's great. I got to film this last little bit. I'll come out on Thursday. I come out on Thursday. The wind's cranking. The wind was so strong. It blew over the 36-inch AR500 plate, knocked it over. Okay, so then... I uh, I range the cows at 1665. So I'm able to hit an individual cow at 1600 yards. That's farther than really anybody needs to range something, I guess, unless you're going to move in closer on it and you happen to see it and then you can take attack. But um, yeah, it, it hit the animal no problem. It was able to range the cow. So uh, like I said, super happy with the Vectronics. It, it's it's not heavy. It's armored. It, it's got great optics to it. It really is a nice sight picture when you're looking at it. So um, now that I've kind of gone full circle with that and there won't be a whole lot to do until after SHOT Show, I'm moving into the next thing. And, and the one I'm working on, and I pulled up on the computer here because I got I to gotta reference notes, so I'm going to have to do a little reading for you all, but is the Nucon Optics. Nucon sent me uh, three different units, uh, two lasers and a designator for uh, me to talk about and with you guys to see what it's doing. And the first one that I broke, one's a spotting scope with a built-in laser, armored, nice, joystick, a whole bunch of features, which I'll take care of that one a little later. But um, the LRM 3500 meter, okay? It's a monocular, six and a half power, on the smallest side, uh, size-wise, very similar to the old Terrapin, boxy like that. Uh, maybe, you know, about as wide, but maybe a little bit shorter, uh, you know, but armored. And it's got a hella lot of features. It's giving you tons of information. I really, I actually took it to the range and I started breaking it out and I was doing this, you know, see to my pants, wing it, how does this laser work kind of deal. And when I started getting into it, I was like, oh, damn, this thing's got so many features. 
I got to go back and read up on it. I got to start studying the stupid thing uh, in a good way. Uh, you know, I don't take that as a negative because there's a lot happening. And for the ELR crowd, the guys that want to shoot beyond 2,000 meter, the new con, I, I, you know, depending on what lasers, I haven't hit anything yet with it. I hit a little bit, but nothing to give you an early, hey, this is it. But I know it's got a better laser, which I'll recite the specs in a minute. It, 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 it's got a hella laser, okay? The, um, the, the Terrapin's a 905. The new con is a 1250. Okay, let me, I'm going to pull that up right now and, and start going into it. So this is the LRM 3500M, and that stands for 3500 meter. Okay, and I'm going to go through the press release uh, coming out of Canada. And, and um, so what it is is the rangefinder. They're doing a bunch of stuff. So here's what it is. It's a fully mil-spec made in Canada laser rangefinder monocular with crystal clear 6.5 magnification, etched mill dot reticle, and built-in compatibility with ballistic computers and mapping applications, uh, building on decades of experience. Nucon was always right on the edge back in the day, okay? So there was all this other stuff, you know? So it's saying, you know, this is a uh, military-grade laser rangefinder, Ensuring that the 3500M incorporated unsurpassed capabilities such as 5.5 kilometer distance capability. Okay, so we're talking, you know, over five mile kind of thing here. And I'm convinced it'll do it because I've seen the new cons do this in the past. They got some, like I said, they got hella, hella electronics in them. In the past, they were just sort of um, spartan. You know, more, they reminded me, they reminded me more Russian military than U.S. And, and that was where the kind of disconnect came from. This redesign revamps that. So uh, it says capable of 5.5 uh, kilometer distance capability, internal compass and inclinometer, inclinometer, sorry, inclinometer, uh, Bluetooth, wireless communication, advanced interface protocols for use with modern defense, GPS, and smart soldier systems. The LRM35 can accommodate an optional internal GPS for both user and target location, as well as advanced artillery, uh, fall a shot software, and it weighs 460 kilograms, 460, or 460 grams. Sorry, 460 grams is the weight. So it's small enough to fit in your pocket with all this stuff. So like I said, when, when I went out there, I was like, when I opened the box and got all this, I was like, ah, damn, this thing does a lot. So I'll, I'll pop into the specs really quick. Um, I really do, and, and here's the deal. It's half the price of a PLR, PLRF 25. I'm, I'm stumbling on my words. It's, I'm, it's hot up here and I need something to drink. So it's 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 going to be very similar to your Vectronics 25, okay? Your 25 Charlie. It's half the price. It's around four grand. So what it is is, um, you know, here it is. I'm gonna go back to uh, and this is and it says it's Android compatible for software and Bluetooth, okay? 
So it's the world's most advanced miniaturized laser rangefinder, monocular, weighing 460 grams, capable of measuring distances to a NATO standard target out to 3.5 kilometers with a max range of 55, okay? Now, the NATO standard target, I believe, is the two-meter square, so 36-inch square type of deal. So I believe that is NATO standard, unless they're doing 20 by 40 on a man size. I'm not sure if they mean a 20 by 40 man size or if they mean the big target stuff. So I'll have to clarify on that. And uh, so allowing the user in target coordinate measurements, digital magnetic compass, inclinometer, bright LED display, Bluetooth capability, Kestrel ballistic calculator, and fully uh, ruggedized design. So it'll, it'll touch on to all these things. So everything we're looking for in a long-range laser, the Nucon will do, okay? It's got ports to it, so there's upgradable features to it. The button pushes. Now, the only thing that I, I kind of came back in on because, to me, it's, so, it's ruggedized. ruggedized, ruggedized again, I'm, I'm slurring my words here. Um, it's ruggedized, and... The button pushes were kind of something that you actually to do through the menu because there's a lot of menu scroll, action button, menu button, multiple pushes, and the and the way the rubber armor is on it, it you kind of got to get it right in there. And and I actually jumped over the uh, one of the one of the units I needed to touch on a little bit. So which is why I said I'll come home, I'll sit down, and I won't try to do it on the range. But here's the specifications to it. Like I said, it's a monocular, 6.5 power, okay? Uh, objective diameter is 30, field of view, it says 7. I'm guessing that's me, uh, meter. I can't, the asterisk is too tiny, I can't tell. Uh, eye relief is 20 millimeter. Diopter adjustment range, plus or minus 4. It's a class 1 eye safe laser. Its wavelength in nanometers is 1550. Its measuring distance range is 10 meter to 3500. Okay, its azimuth measurement accuracy is plus or minus, um, or distance measure is plus or minus one meter. Its azimuth measurement is plus or minus 17.5 mils. Its inclination measurement is plus or minus uh, half a degree. Scan mode, yes. Fast, uh, last target logic, yes. Um, last 10 recording recall. So you can go back and look at ranges you ranged already. It has a recall mode. Last 10, yes. Distance between objects, yes. Horizontal distance between objects, yes. Azimuth difference, yes. Inclination difference, yes. Okay. Height difference, yes. So what the height stuff does is you can measure things. Okay, uh, so you measure the top, measure the bottom, measure the distance between. It'll tell you how tall, how high, how far something is in that way. So both the Vectronics do, will do that and the, the Nucon will do it. Okay, um, user GPS coordinates, yes. Target GPS, yes. Okay, GPS coordinate format is uh, deck degrees micro. So it gives you three different options for that. Display type is a matrix uh, red OLED. Data output ports, USB and Bluetooth. Uh, dimensions with no sleeve. Uh, this is going to probably is in millimeters. So it's 118 millimeter by 107 by 54. So you guys can convert that and figure it out. 
It's 460 grams. Power supply is two CR123 lithiums. Battery life, number of measurements, 5,000. Tripod mountable, yes. Three-axis digital compass, yes. Here's operating temps, minus 35. Okay, Celsius now, we're in Celsius. Minus 35 Celsius to plus 55 Celsius. And storage temperature range is minus 40 to minus 65. Waterproofing is... um. Looks like 810G mil standard, okay? Oh, wait, what is this target spec? Yes, the NATO target standard size. They have it at the bottom. Thank you for that. Uh, this. It's 2.3 meter by 2.3. So it's a two meter plate is the target standard that they're looking at. So I'm really psyched about this laser, okay? Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I, I, I said 1250, it's 1550 on this one. So the, the, the Vectronics is a 905. This is a 1550 up there on the wavelength, right? So there's that. Now I'm going to go into, uh, just to give you a quick, uh, see if I can find the, the, their spotter. Yep. Here it is. Their spotting scope. Uh, I, and I have the spotter here since we have time, since we're cruising along, Talking lasers, uh, I will talk to you about their spotting scope that they sent. Um, I don't know if I have the pro model or the other. I'm just going to go to the basic because it shows there's two. There's a pro and then there's there's a, a, a normal. Okay, here's the specs on this. Okay, magnification on the spotter is a 15 to 45, 60 millimeter objective. Okay, we don't worry about the eye relief and all that. Field of view. On 15 power is a 3.4 meter, or it's degree probably, 3.4 degrees. And at 45 power, 1.2 degrees. Um, axial resolution from center and arc seconds is 3.0. And plus or minus, same thing. Device focusing range is 12 meter to infinity. Okay, eye safety, class one, eye safe. Now, this one has a 905 laser in the light, okay? So, the, 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 the normal laser has the 905 nanometer wavelength, okay? It says there is a 1084 nanometer laser that's optional. So, maybe the Pro one is a 1084. I'm going to jump over in a second. Ranging. They're saying from 10 meters to 2,000 meters with the spotting scope version, and that's the basic model now. Okay, etched reticle mill dot, customized matrix OLED for the, the, the display. And, and it has a weight with battery is 1590 grams. Okay, operating temp, same thing, minus 35 Celsius to plus 55. All the same mill specs, two 123 batteries. Battery life, 5,000, interface USB, nitrogen filled, yes, all that. So now I'm going to just back up a second, and I'm going to go to the, um, the, uh, the, the other one and just see if the other one, in case I do have that. I haven't gone dug into it too much yet. I'm going to check out the Pro really quick. So the specs on the Pro, and let's see where that one is, laser. Yep, yeah, okay, so the Pro model has the same 1550 wavelength, okay? So um, the Pro model is like the monocular. It's just built into a small, compact, 
It kind of looks like a Leopold spotter, but it's not. It doesn't look exactly just that that prism design. And then it has about a, 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 a two by four inch box on the side with your laser in your 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 um your controls. So think of a Leopold type spotter with a two by four box to one side of it that houses the laser. And then it's all connects into the same eyepiece and interface. So you're looking at it through. So this is what Nucon sent over. This is what I'm going to be looking at and talking about. Uh, I'm going to move forward with you guys. Going to be laser heavy. Like I said, I'm, I, the, the SIGs, we did all that stuff on the BDX. The SIGs are small. The SIGs are light. The SIGs to me are your best bang for the buck if you're a casual guy. If you're just doing to a thousand yards, maybe, you know, every now and then 1500, a mile. If you're going to 2400, the SIG 2400 will definitely do a mile on a man-sized target, no problem. I've done it continuously, especially if you mount it, tripod it, 2400 will get the mile easy. The other ones, they hover right around that 1,000, 1,200 yard, in, unless they, they're rated for less. But the SIG rating is pretty darn good. And they're small, they're light, they're really inexpensive. And for a guy that just casually needs a laser, the SIG is my recommendation. Does that mean I don't like the Leicas or don't like the Shirovsky Binos or anything like that? No, it doesn't mean any of that. It just means... For people, for the money, and what they're doing. I mean, really, SIG is almost giving away their lasers. I, I, I think SIG is on the right path. The Vectronics, really happy with it. Really enjoy working with it. I find it a simple, effective, easy-to-use laser with just enough bells and whistles to keep you hardcore in the game and as well to extend your distance to that 2,500 meter, Okay it'll take care of that 2,500 meter distance. Now, we want to go beyond. Absolutely. 25 Charlie, the Vectronics, the 15s, and stuff like that. But, you know, the 15s, old tech, little older laser, the whole thing, 4,000 bucks. The new con, with every new feature, same price. So now, we want to get into the better laser. Where do we go? We go to 25 Charlie. That's eight to 9,000 bucks, though. You know what I mean? If you don't have eight to 9,000 bucks, the new con will reach the same ranges without the cost, half the cost. And, and, and really, that's what I, I'm, I'm trying to do with everybody is save you a little bit of money, but give you the feedback so you don't have to make the mistake twice. You know what I mean? We don't want you to go out there, buy one, realize it don't work, buy another, and, and until you get to the right one. It, it's basically get it right the first time. And it's funny because to me, some of the better bang for your buck means spending a little bit more, like really good for what you pay to what you get. That SIG 2400 AB is great. 1400 bucks, give or take. Sometimes you can find it cheaper in the $1,200 zone. Comes with the case, the mount, the pen, the weather flow meter, all these things, their software, you're getting a system for 1400 bucks. On top of that, the laser works to a mile very well. Okay? So it's a great bang for your buck. You want to do better than that, 
$1,900 gets you the Vectronics, okay? The Vectronics, the Terrapin X, they're, they're, it's it's their latest it has it's feature rich it has software integration it you know what i mean as far as the app the kestrel the 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 the, the biggest piece the, or i guess the biggest accessories we use your phone in your kestrel the vectronics addresses the biggest accessory we use same thing the sig addresses now the big accessories we use the nucon addresses so that's the direction, you know, don't get me wrong. If you can scoop up a 15 Charlie at sub 3000 bucks, grab it. It's a good deal. It's just a heavier, bigger unit. You know what I mean? And, but it's still electronics. The bitch is service and support is generally slow because it's got to go over there. And, and I think we'll have a little better luck on the new con and SIG side versus that kind of thing. But I don't know. I'm going to talk laser some more. I'm going to be out playing with this stuff. Um, if Now that the conditions are getting bad, weather, snow, things like that, I can actually go out and play in these and tell you, did it work in the cold? Did it work in the snow? And I can run this other direction with the new con and see how it does. But coming from Canada, knowing a bit of the pedigree about it and some of the people behind it, I have to think a Canadian laser is going to work in the snow. You know, I really can't see them, especially if their government picked up on it, which they did. One of the press releases that were in their thing, their government's using it. They test stuff. I've been around Canadian military testing. They test stuff in there and they don't care, man. There's If it doesn't pass, you're not going to do them any favors to make them look the other way. It's not like political like we are here. They're more results oriented than they are in the other stuff. All right, guys. Hey, um... I'm going to probably not give you one more until after Thanksgiving. So have a safe, happy Thanksgiving. Remember, if you drink, don't drive. If you drive, don't drink. Uh, Enjoy your food. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. Turn off the internet for a while. I know I'm going to be tossing my phone to the side. Leave a lot of this stuff, uh, uh, you know, off over, Um, you know, and and do that thing. And then, you know, we'll come back from Thanksgiving and and make sure, uh, you know, we're back on point and giving you guys some good information, talking about the products that, that you, you want to know about and that you want to use and, and, and more with the feedback. Um, you know, big, big threads in the Everyday Sniper podcast section of Sniper's Hide, man. Lots of drama and stuff going on. I think it's, you know what? It's funny. The more people talk, the more people dialogue back and forth, the more the conversation changes. It's It's the case of those who made their own decisions already or made up their mind and, and ran off to Facebook and want to play their Facebook games, you know, th- that doesn't tell the whole story. And, and those are the, those are the minority, but, uh, no, some, some good fun stuff happening on Sniper's Hide. Uh, lots of, lots of, con- you know, um, conversations going on in, in it's been fun because that everyday sniper podcast section has been, been lit up pretty well. And uh, also shout out to Mike. Mike, I guess, is in Disneyland. He's playing with Mickey or something. I don't know what the heck that guy's doing. Um, he, he's doing doing Disney stuff. So, you know, hopefully Mike's having fun and we'll see all that, um, you know, and, and then we'll get together with everybody. But thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper. Um, thanks for being part of Sniper's Hide. Again, have a great, happy holiday. Enjoy yourself. Bye.